This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. This is the official podcast of the Texas Rangers and a celebration of the Texas spirit we see in the Texas Rangers and all around us here in the great state of Texas and even beyond. Uh, I'm Rangers broadcaster Jared Sandler, joined as always by the great J.B. Saucedo, the founder of Texas Humor. And later, we're going to have a conversation or share with you our conversation with rising country music star Parker McCollum. I really enjoyed talking with Parker, and you're going to enjoy that conversation as well, hearing what Parker has to say. This, of course, is the Straight of Texas podcast presented by Whataburger, and I'm encouraging all of you. It's getting hotter outside, so that means that you need to go to Whataburger and get a peaches and cream shake. You can always get, you know, the bacon cheeseburger. You can get the breakfast, uh, uh, you know, my favorite, of course, the HBCB. But uh, the peaches and cream shake is going to absolutely crush right now with these triple-digit temperatures. So if you're looking for something that's going to satisfy uh, you're craving for something fresh and delicious, go to Whataburger, but you got to go now because it's only available for a limited time. Swing by your local Whataburger for the new peaches and cream shake. It's a refreshing take on, of course, a classic summertime dessert. So don't wait. Go now. This shake will not last long. It's the peaches and cream shake. So what exactly is the Straight Up Texas podcast? Well, it's the official podcast of the Texas Rangers, of course. But it's not going to be a deep dive into baseball. It's going to be a mixture of showing our love for the spirit and the drive and resolve of the, the Rangers team and diving into all the things that we love about Texas, be it the culture, the food, you know, the travel, uh, whatever it may be. So uh, that spirit of, of Texans and the spirit of the Rangers team is what we're here to celebrate on this show. Yeah. And, you know, as we're having this conversation, the Rangers have lost 12 games in a row. Uh, there's no hiding that at all. And so, you know, what is that team having to do? They're, they're having to, you know, persevere. They're having to be resilient. You know, they really, this is where your pride really comes to the forefront. And these are things that Chris Woodward has preached, uh, you know, not just now, but all year. Uh, and it's a big part of the state of Texas. You know, when things are, are going great, uh, you know, we're proud to be Texans. When things are not going great, still proud to be Texans and still demonstrating some of those qualities and, so this podcast is bringing conversations with people like Parker McCollum, who uh, embody some of these qualities in their various pursuits. So for Colin, that's, you know, his journey through the country music scene, uh, you know, coming up uh, later on here this season, we're going to have a chat with Matthew McConaughey. And, you know, he obviously has got his uh, toes in, in a few different waters, but uh, we love having these conversations. So, uh, you know, that's going to be the, the, the meat of each episode, but we are going to kick, uh, each episode off talking Rangers uh, for a few minutes. Again, the main part's going to be the conversation that Jay and I will have with a special Texas celebrity guest. And uh, I was really, you know, to be honest with you, Jay, before we entered this venture, I didn't really know a whole lot about Parker McCollum, but did a little research. Uh, we had our conversation with him. I really, really was impressed by Parker and 
uh, very much enjoyed that, uh, that chat that we had. Yeah, same here. Uh, I've been a big fan of his music for a long time and, uh, He's obviously been a big fan of, well, not obviously, but he does spend a lot of time in the Texas humor comment section. So uh, we've known that he's, he's liked our content quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. So that's coming up in a little bit. Uh, and I'm, uh, like I said, I'm excited for all of you to hear our conversation with Parker. And maybe you're like me and uh, you learn a lot about him, or maybe you're more like Jay and, and you knew a little bit about him, but uh, still find something interesting about, you know, his thoughts on his journey. Uh, and the ride that he's on right now, climbing up the country music charts. So speaking of rides and climbing up and down and all, all around, uh, Rangers had some some movement uh, with their roster this this weekend. Uh, Curtis Terry and uh, Nick Solak uh, to come to mind. What uh, What's going on with the Rangers on, on the, the roster side of things? Yeah, so, you know, unfortunately, it's been a rough year for Nick. He's had a tough time at the plate, got off to a great start, had seven home runs in April, but really, you know, whether the league has kind of made adjustments to him or uh, he's just been mired in a slump and, and just can't get out of it or probably a combination of both, he, he's really struggled. And so Nick Solak uh, has been optioned to AAA. It's not an indication the Rangers are giving up on him by any means. But, you know, I think what Chris Woodward said is something that, you know, oftentimes in the heat of it, you know, we, we don't consider – it's really tough to make adjustments at the big league level. Guys do it and, and, you know, guys are forced to do it, but sometimes you just get inundated in, you know, your own, your own struggles. And there's so much pressure when you're playing at the big league level, you know, not only are you fighting for your job as you know, was the case with Nick, but you know, when the team is struggling, like this team has been struggling, you're also trying to just contribute to the, the team in a winning way. And, when you go down to AAA or any level in the minors, it's not that winning is not important, but it, it, it allows you a backdrop to work on whatever it is that you need to work on without that same level of pressure. And, and so the hope is that Nick goes down to AAA uh, and is able to turn things around and then comes back to the big leagues this year and shows what type of hitter he can be with some of those adjustments. Now, Curtis Terry, he was having a tremendous year with AAA Round Rock. And one of the things that Chris Woodward has preached is that, you know, this organization is going to reward production and they're going to penalize for a lack of production. And that's, you know, in, in another way, what this move was about, maybe more of a reward for Curtis Terry than a penalty for Nick Solak. Uh, but Curtis having a great year had 17 home runs in just 65 games in Round Rock was hitting just below 300 with an OPS above 950. He was having a great year. Now, as we're having this conversation, he's still searching for his first major league hit. But right now, no one on the Rangers is really hitting. So uh, hopefully, you know, with the team returning home, uh, as again, this is Monday, July 26th. The team returns home tomorrow, the 27th. Uh, so, you know, based on when you listen to this, hopefully Curtis Terry already has his first major league hit. But he's a 24-year-old first baseman, D.H., uh, he's not one of these guys who can play first and third and left field and right field. He's pretty much a first baseman or a DH, but he's a guy who's demonstrated a really good bat this year. Uh, and the Rangers want to give him some opportunities at the big league level. Yeah. I, I love going to games up there at, uh, in round rock. It's such a great little stadium and a fun place to take a family. It, what in general, you know, do you see happening down in the minors? I mean, are, are you uh, keeping up with it much? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, Quickly to your point, 
think it's really neat that the Rangers have their double and triple A affiliates in the state of Texas. You know, not, not every team has that benefit. You know, you might like, for instance, before uh, I was with the Rangers many moons ago, I was working uh, for the great lakes loons in Michigan. Uh, They are a Dodgers affiliate. So, you know, people in Michigan going to games, I mean, I guess it's cool for them, but they're, they're not really Dodgers fans. They're Tigers fans. So they're seeing these guys and they like these young guys, but, you know, think about cool. It is right down the street, essentially, uh, relatively speaking, you know, from the Rangers is double a Frisco. So you're not only getting to go and watch those guys, but these are guys who might contribute to your favorite team. And, you know, in round rock, I'm sure this, the fan base is split a little bit, but there's undoubtedly Rangers fans in the round rock area. And so it's, it is really neat. And it's obviously, you know, as, as Jay just mentioned, a great experience to go and watch uh, minor league baseball. You know, it's always a fun time. Uh, some guys who stood out to me, uh, Jay, I, I guess, you know, one guy who never gets talked about is Yohel Pozo. He's a, a catcher. He's 24 years old. He's been in the system for a while, but he's really exploded offensively this year. Uh, he's hitting 330. Uh, and he's done an over 200 at bats. We're not talking about super small sample size. He's hitting 330 with 15 home runs. So he's not just a little dink and dunk singles guy. He's not a guy who gets talked about a lot, but I think it, it's uh, time that we, you know, give some recognition to Yohel Pozo. Leone Tavares has gone down to AAA and he's done really well. Uh, you know, he's got a, an OPS of around 780. And what's notable about that is it's the best he's ever done at any level in the minors. So you'd think, okay, in A ball, you're going to be great. And then in double A, you're going to be good, but maybe not as good. And in triple A, you know, it gets tougher. Well, Leona Tavares is 22 years old. And despite having a really tough time at the big league level this year, uh, he's gone down to triple A. He's shown more power than he's ever demonstrated. He's getting on base at a, you know, a good clip. Uh, and he's just all in all having his best offensive season, which is really encouraging because he is 22 years old. Now, uh, you know, on the, the pitching side of things, uh, you know, I think you got to go to to double a Frisco to really get a good glimpse of, you know, some of the exciting stuff going on over there. Uh, I think the double a Frisco rotation has been one of the best in all minor league baseball. Uh, you've got, you know, a lot of talk about Cole Wynn who's sitting there with a, an ERA below three pitched in the futures game. Gary Rodriguez, same thing, ERA below three, striking out more than a batter per inning. Hans Kraus, who's really stepped up in a big way. There were concerns going into this year that maybe Hans Kraus was a reliever. And you know what? Maybe he would have been a really good reliever. But you always would like a, a pitcher ceiling, especially at that stage, to still be a starting pitcher. And Hans Kraus has made 12 starts this year, and he's been really good, an ERA in the low threes. So, a lot of exciting stuff there. AJ Alexis kind of split his time between the rotation and the bullpen. He struck out more than a batter per inning. Walks are still something he's working on, but uh, he doesn't give up a lot of hits. He's allowed just 29 hits in 45 innings. So AJ Alexi uh, has uh, has done a really good job as well. A lot of exciting stuff there uh, with uh, with Double A Frisco. Now offensively with Down East, Evan Carter was definitely a, a guy who was uh, fun to watch, but ended up having a back injury. He's going to miss, uh, if not all, most of the rest of the year, but he's still a really exciting guy to follow. Uh, you got, uh, you got Luis Angel Acuna. Uh, this is Ronald Acuna Jr.'s brother who's got off to a really slow start, but he's ended up having a, a really nice year, an infielder who's super young. This is his first year domestically. Uh, and then, you know, another guy who's worth bringing up and, and, you know, I don't want to exclude guys. They're definitely guys who, 
uh, are, are performing well. We're not going to, this is not going to be all encompassing, but got to bring up Justin Foscue. He was the Rangers first round pick last year in his last eight games. He has nine home runs. Uh, he's playing uh, with Hickory. Uh, I expect that at some point this year, he'll get another promotion. Uh, but over his last eight games, nine home runs, 20 runs batted in. That's really exciting to see. And, and, and I'm sorry, Jay, I can't forget Cole or uh, uh, Josh Young, the Rangers first round pick two years ago. This is essentially his first year of, you know, challenging minor league baseball. He's hitting over 300 with an OPS of over 900, seven homers in 31 games. So really exciting stuff from the Texas Tech product, Josh Young. So uh, we have a kind of funky trade deadline coming up. Uh, MLB moved it up by a day. What, uh, what's your take on, on uh, it getting shifted up to Friday and everything going on around that? Yeah, I think it's a great move by Major League Baseball. The reason the uh, Major League Baseball did this, the, the trade deadline typically July 31st, but July 31st this year falls on a Saturday. And so you got day games, you got night games, and it's just it, it puts teams and players in an awkward position who might get traded uh, if there is a day game. It typically works better. You know, the trade deadline, I think, is usually 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern. So it gives teams enough time. Hey, if, if Jay's on the trading block and, and he doesn't get moved, you can put him in the lineup. And he doesn't have to take the field wondering every five seconds, am I getting traded or am I not getting traded? Uh, now, you can't avoid that, obviously, in the days leading up. But when the action is really hot and heavy on the on deadline day, it's it's easier when you've got night games. And so that's why the league did that. As far as what it means for the Rangers, uh, you know, I don't know that the, 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 the day earlier impacts the Rangers any differently than any other team, but uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I, listen, no one ever really knows. One thing I'm certain about is that Ian Kennedy is likely to wear a different uniform uh, on July 31st, and he's done a great job, and that ended up being a great investment for the Rangers. They added him on a minor league deal, and they're likely going to be able to trade him and get something back in the way of, you know, assets – uh, for the organization. So, you know, from a business standpoint, great return on investment. Uh, will the Rangers trade Joey Gallo? Will the Rangers trade Kyle Gibson? Those are the, the big questions. And they're, you know, they're pros and cons to both. You know, the, the pro to trading Joey is that he's had a really good year and maybe you can bring back some significant assets that can help the organization long-term. The con is that Joey is a really good player and he's young and you know, it's not necessarily about the fact that he's got one year left on his deal. It's more about the possibility of extending him. And I think the Rangers uh, down to the wire are likely going to have conversations whether or not they can extend Joey Gallo. And hopefully, you know, they can come to an agreement because Joey's a, a really good player and and prospects are great. And sometimes prospects uh, prospects turn out to be really good. But you've got a known commodity in Joey Gallo. So there are pros and cons to both. And Kyle Gibson. The pro is the same as, you know, Joey Gallo. Maybe he brings back something of appeal that can help you out long term. You know, the difference is that Kyle's 33. He's not 28 like Joey. So, you know, the chances of Kyle being a part of this five years from now are a little more slim. So you might not be as aggressively looking at an extension. But with Kyle, he brings tremendous leadership. He also brings stability to a rotation that likely is going to be uh, made up of a lot of young guys. So having a veteran there really is of benefit. And, you know, this offseason, if the Rangers plan on being aggressive in free agency this offseason, I don't know to what degree, Jay, but it does help having guys, major league guys, two all-stars on the roster. If I'm, you know, I'll throw out a, 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 a fake name, Schmever Schmory, uh, who might be a, a Schmortstock for the Colorado Schmockies. Uh, if he's, you know, exploring this team, that team, the next team, 
and he sees Joey Gallo and Kyle Gibson on the roster, you know, he's smart enough to know, hey, they might not be there forever, but these are two major league guys that, you know, will, will help me turn this organization around. And so there is value there. And so uh, there are pros and cons to both. Don't know what's going to happen. It's a total coin flip, but I'm definitely excited. Uh, these, these next few days, again, this is Monday, July 26th, week of the trade deadline. These next few days are always a lot of fun, a lot of excitement around Major League Baseball with the hot stove uh, really at, uh, at, at uh, full board. That's awesome. Thanks for that feedback. And uh, you ready to jump into this interview? Yeah, I can't wait. So, uh, again, Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. Go check out that peaches and cream shake. It's only around for a limited time. It is a perfect summer drink slash dessert. Go check that out. But coming up now, right here on the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger, our great conversation with rising country music star Parker McCollum. This is, of course, the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. Uh, we're going to get into some Whataburger conversation in a little bit. But first, when you hear the phrase Straight Up Texas, what jumps to your mind? Uh, man, to me, I think it's just about, you know, putting on for the state. And uh, I know people that probably aren't from Texas or don't live in Texas probably don't love it near as much as as we all do. Um, but I think just putting the state on blast and, and uh, repping it loud and proud. Um, you know, it's kind of like, I love it just as much as I love the whole USA. Um, so I don't know, man, Texas is, uh, is where it's at. What, what are you most proud about when you think of Texas and, 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 you know, I'm from Texas, just like you, uh, I've spent a lot of time in my life outside of Texas. So, you know, it's really neat to represent Texas outside of the state. I know you spend plenty of time in Nashville and then of course, touring, so as someone who represents Texas outside of the state lines, what are you most proud of when it comes to Texas and your Texas roots? Uh, man, I like the way people go about their business uh, in Texas. And I, I was raised, um, you know, very, uh, uh, I mean, just being well-mannered and carrying yourself, um, you know, and, and um, having respect for your elders and, um, you know, a good handshake and all those cliche things people talk about. I mean, that's like a real way of life, the way I was raised back home. And um, I don't know, that's uh, that's something I try to always implement anywhere I go. And people, you know, when we're up north and stuff, people point it out, you know, when you say yes, ma'am or no, ma'am, or hold the door open for someone. Um, people will always be like, where are y'all from? Because y'all aren't from here, obviously. Um, so I always think that's cool. And I think that's something that um, a lot of kids and a lot of people like myself that are from that state, um, probably, uh, they probably see when they travel, um, they probably get those same kind of reactions. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, just your music career and, you know, uh, how Texas has shaped it, uh, you know, like what, you know, how did you get into it? I mean, real, give us the, the sort of origin story. Man, it's, I, I don't even, golly, it's, uh, my older brother's Tyler is a phenomenal songwriter, um, and really got into it at a young age. He's six years older than me. And, and honestly, he could have been ice skating, you know, and I would probably be ice skating nowadays. Um, I just always wanted to do what Big Brother was doing and playing guitar and writing songs was something that he really, really was talented at a young age. And um, I just kind of, you know, saw him do it and wanted to start doing it. And then really uh, like a lot of um, a lot of music. I don't think kids my age were listening to. I was like 11, 12 listening to, you know, like Traveling Wilburys and Rodney Crowell and all these crazy singer songwriters um that I probably really shouldn't even know who they were at that age and so that's really where it started and 
kind of fell in love with trying to write songs and and uh, was raised on really good country music was fortunate to have that in my childhood um you know and so uh i remember just being a kid and and saying man i think i can do that and so moved to austin after high school and with that thought in my head that maybe i could do it and now we kind of do it a little bit and i mean we've been touring for like five years put out a couple records got a new record coming out this month on the 30th actually It'll be my first one on a major label. So um, it quite literally started in my bedroom when I was 12 years old. And now we're on Universal Records on the radio all over the country. So it's been a fun ride for sure. How how much of your, you know, touring is is kind of confined to Texas versus the, the rest of the country now? I mean, are you uh, are you spending just as much time outside the state as you are uh, in it? Man, so we'll probably we'll only play in Texas, I think, three more times the rest of the year. And then we'll go all the way, you know, San Diego to New York City by Thanksgiving. Um, and then uh, we actually have – we'll play – we won't play in Texas again until the uh, after these next couple months. We won't play there till I think we do two nights in Fort Worth maybe at the end of the year. Um, so, it's uh, – we're all over the place right now. So, when you're traveling, I mean, is what are you doing to, to keep yourself grounded to the, you know, Texas motif and, and – uh, I, I was just joking around with somebody uh, this morning about the Texas humor store and that uh, we needed to get the Whataburger ketchup on there for people to, you know, send to folks, uh, you know, all over the place. I mean, do you, are, do you take anything like that with you when you're on the road or, you know, like a, no. a can of dust or something from, you know, West Texas? No, man, I, I don't really take much with me. I mean, I think the guys, we, everybody in our band's from Texas and lives there and uh, both of our buses still tour out of Texas. So there's plenty of that naturally with us. Um, but, man, uh, my thing on the road lately since we've been back, since COVID's kind of died down, we've been back on the road the last few months. I mean, I've played, I don't know, four or 500 holes of golf since like May, I think. I mean, just mm -hmm. every day before, as soon as we sound check, we go to a golf course, play 18 holes. That's kind of been my thing on the road. Um and then even when I'm back home in Texas, me and my dad go play golf. Um, so it's uh, that's kind of my thing on the road right now. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I you know I, I feel like when I travel, my I ramp up my Texanness quite a bit, right? It's like I, I like being the guy that people know is from Texas. Like, you know, does your draw get any thicker? Do you uh, do you lean into any of that, or do you kind of? I mean, especially now that you're going, uh, you know, more national, um, do you feel like that's a big part of the personality that people want uh, to see come out when you're out there? Oh, I don't know, man. That, that honestly never really crosses my mind. I uh, I notice, you know, like when we're in New York and people kind of have that northern accent, I have a weird habit of the way people talk. I will, my mind will like kind of impl like implicate that into my speech, and I have to like be conscious of it so that I don't. Cause some people take it the wrong way. Right. And so I'm like, I just, I don't even think like if someone's talking in an Australian accent, like I'm immediately going to be like, you know, like, all right, mate, you know, <laughs> so natural. And I, and I, it's something that I don't know if people really understand uh, that I just can't help it sometimes. But um, I mean, and then when I'm, when I'm back home, I mean, I feel like if I'm back home and I grew up in Conroe and uh, if I'm around my buddies there, I mean, when, by the time I go back to Austin or Nashville, I sound you know, damn near like a hit. So, um, I don't know. I try to, uh, it's just, I don't know. I'm weird, man. I hear someone talking and I like, I just start to implement it into my own speech. I don't know. <laughs> Parker, I was, uh, 
I was talking earlier today with, with one of the players on the Rangers, Brock Holt. And, and I mentioned that we were going to chat with you and he's like, man, like he's Parker McCombs. Like he is, he is a rising star. Uh, and you got your album coming out on July 30th, gold chain cowboy. You you've basically been named a, an artist on the rise, a rising star by rolling stone and billboard and so many publications. But I know that journey and getting to that point, it, it doesn't happen overnight. So I'm curious when you think to the journey that you've been on musically, uh, I mean, you mentioned earlier, like when you were 12 years old is, is when a lot of this really started, but what are the things that stand out to you about the perseverance or the resiliency that you've had to demonstrate to, to get to where you are today? You know, I don't know. I've been super blessed to my, the road honestly has been, we've been very, very, very fortunate, extremely fortunate. Uh, me and the guys in the band on the road, just, I mean, we've had some, like COVID, obviously, you know, that's probably the, the biggest setback we've had since we started this. I mean, our first national single on a, after signing a major record deal went to radio the same month that the world shut down. So that's really, I mean, and it's so fresh and so recent on my memory. Like, that's really the, the biggest thing we've had to face. My granddad passed away uh, while I was recording my second full album, um, and he was like, I mean, just all the definition of the American dream, unbelievable human being. I was very close with him. That was really probably the, probably the single-handedly. So guys, we're back. The most difficult um, thing that I've had to face, but you know, when you, it, it's kind of like, I don't want to say that what we do, cause it's not a job. It is a job, but it does, it never feels like work, you know, cause I really do enjoy, I love being on the road. I love, writing songs and performing them and and trying to have success as a musician um so you kind of get in like this I mean you know what's anything else like once you're in the grind you just you become so you know like used to being to doing what you do non-stop all the time 100 miles an hour life so fast um and we've just been really really overall pretty fortunate to not have a ton go wrong for us I mean we had a hit song off our first record ever uh, we had a couple hit songs off our second record and then, you know, our first single on since signing a major deal went number one gold and platinum. And all of that happened in five years, um, which is, I mean, feels like pretty quick. Um, and then, and I know a lot of people say it is, and, and I actually lie when I say it feels pretty quick. I feel like I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm not even 30 years old. Um, and I'm like, golly, it took so much longer than I thought it was going to. I told it to my dad the other day. I was like, I was like, I knew it was going to be really hard. And I knew like you had to buy in and be in it for the long haul, but it, it has taken longer and it was harder than I thought it would be. But we just, I don't know, man, we've been blessed. I mean, everything's, it seems like everything we've done has worked up to this point and I don't want to jinx it with a new album coming out. Um, but it's uh man, it's been a crazy ride. And uh, the, the only thing that really, and especially as I get older, that truly, has ever mattered to me was making my family. I just wanted like my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, my parents, my siblings, my cousins to just be really proud of me. And man, it seems like they are. So I got nothing to complain about and just hope it keeps going. Hey, Parker, I'm curious, you know, it's interesting. You, you just said a second ago that it, it does seem like maybe it's taken a long time and uh, you know, you have gotten to such a great place. Is there a moment where things really started to click or, or maybe on the other side of it, was there a moment when you're like, man, nothing's really going our way uh, and you kind of were at a crossroads and, and that was maybe the low point and then everything thereafter started to, 
to move forward? And, and was there some advice that you received or that you implemented that uh, helped you throughout this journey? Um, you know, I mean, I can go today. I could feel like we're the biggest thing in the world and tomorrow I'll feel like, you know, we're a million miles away from where we're trying to get to. Um, it is that up and down mentally in this business. Um, but Randy, you know, Randy Rogers from the Randy Rogers band managed me for a couple of years and helped me get my record deal and just absolutely did an un, I'll never be able to pay him back for what he did for me. Um, and, uh, and I remember him telling me, you know, he's like, he's like, man, you're, you're competitive. You play sports growing up. You want to win. He's like, as soon as you get to the top of this mountain, the only thing you're going to do is look at the bigger mountain and say, I want to get up there now. And I remember him saying that when he very first took me under his wing and kind of being like, man, I don't know. I feel like if I got to here, I'd be okay. And uh, I couldn't have been more wrong. He couldn't have been more right. Every time we do anything that I, I'm like, man, had you told me that we would ever do this one day, I would have just, you know, it's just a dream, a true literal dream come true. Uh, the next day I'm like, all right, well, you know, that feeling's gone. Now I got to worry about getting up there now. And, uh, and I, kind of, I guess it's, you could relate a lot of things in life to that, but that I just think back to that often because I find myself like play, I play the grand debut at the Grand Ole Opry again in February. I'm actually playing there tonight again for the second time. And I don't know. I'm just, you know, when I debuted, I was like, I never thought I would get to do that, but now I have to go cross all these other things off the list. So I don't know. Never being satisfied is, is, is got some pros and cons with it for sure. And this is uh, Parker McCollum joining JB Sauceda and me here on the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. Uh, we all love Whataburger. Going to ask Parker about Whataburger here in a second, but got to remind you about the peaches and cream shake. We've talked about the Pico de Gallo burger. Got to remind you that it's not just the entree. You got to get the dessert. You got to get the drink. If you're looking for a sweet treat to get you through the day, uh, maybe something at the end of a long day to, to cap off your night. Uh, the peaches and cream shake is only available for a limited time. So you got to swing by your local Whataburger as soon as possible. Get the peaches and cream shake. It's a refreshing take on a classic summertime peaches and cream dessert. But again, don't wait. It is available just for a limited time. So you've got to get to Whataburger ASAP. And, and Park, you know, Jay asked you earlier if you take any of like the Whataburger ketchup on the road with you or uh, do anything like that. I, I know you love Whataburger. Uh, what is your go-to Whataburger order whenever you get a chance to, to grub on Whataburger? Man, I go bacon burger, no tomatoes, large fry. And then I'm, I've had like this huge complex with soda because I've loved soda so much my whole life and it's so terrible for you. And so if I'm really kind of in a, for the lack of a better term, um, don't care mindset uh, <laughs> i'll get a large coke with it and it's just golly it's so good and you know it's it is it sounds cliche but like we I, we would eat whataburger when we were hunting growing up if we went into town to eat from the ranch we ate whataburger uh after a football game after a baseball game always go eat whataburger and uh it's i don't know it's crazy to see how big of a thing it, it just seems so mainstream nowadays in texas and when i was growing up it was just whataburger you know um so, but I, I mean, I've, I've had, I think the Buffalo chicken strip sandwich, it's usually a limited time only. That's my go-to when it's out. But other than that, I'm bacon burger, no tomatoes, um, with a large fry and a large Coke all the way. Well, what, uh, you know, so it, talking about kind of like comforts or, or things that, that make you feel like you're at home, 
growing up in Conroe, where did you like to travel to? Like, did you guys sp spend a lot of time up there in the kind of north side of Houston, or did you guys get out much and, and travel the rest of the state when, when you were a kid? Uh, you know, my mom would take us to Enchanted Rock in the hill country when mm -hmm. we were little. Um, we went to Galveston. We'd stay at the San Luis Hotel in Galveston and go to the beach when oh, I was yeah. little. And now I'm like, God, that beach, is, that beach is terrible. What were we doing? Um, <laughs> and, you know, as, as, as me and my siblings and cousins got older, we'd go to uh, – we'd always go to Alabama, actually. But, I mean, I've been all over, especially touring. I mean, I think we've, we've played every single small town in Texas – that exists i mean it's i feel like we've played everywhere um and so you, i've been you, all over the state but. do you have a venue somewhere in texas that's like your top tier right like i mean i remember uh i, I know a lot of people like playing green hall but like i mean is there a place that you really like to to play that you know people don't really consider or think of i mean I, whitewater amphitheater in new Braunfels mm -hmm. is not only my favorite venue in texas my favorite venue that i've ever played i've played all over the country uh, and Whitewater on the river is, I don't know, we just did two nights back to back there, this, uh, July 3rd and July 4th. And that's uh, my favorite place to play in the world. I mean, it is, if you ever get a chance to go to a show there, do not pass it up. Yeah, I, I like it. I've always thought that uh, the ability, it's kind of like a two for one deal. You can go float the river and then uh, afterwards go catch a show. Um, are you much of a, a river floater? You know, I've, I've floated the river a little bit. We always went to like Concan and Garner when I was little and we've gone bird hunting out there every year of my life and um, which is coming up uh, getting this late in the year. But I uh, one year we did, we played with Rand the Randy Rogers band at Whitewater opening for them a few summers ago. And uh, you can float the river right behind the stage. And I literally floated my tube, got out behind the stage, walked up, sound checked and went to sleep on the bus. Um, so it's a, uh, that's uh, I floated in Concan, I floated in New Braunfels, but um, if I could be anywhere, hell, I'd like to be on the lake, probably fishing or wake surfing. You're listening to the Straight Up Texas podcast, and in a very straight up Texas manner, uh, some technical uh, glitches took place as a result of the heat. Uh, Parker McCollum's phone overheated, so we're picking him back up yes. with a, a hot question uh, for the hot phone. So the the question that I, I was going to ask you is. If you have a, a full tank of gas right now, where in Texas are you going to drive to? What's what's the go-to spot? Uh, any instance that you you've got the freedom to just get on the road and drive? Yeah, if and honestly, it sounds so good right now. I would drive straight to my family's ranch in East Texas. It's a town called Grapeland, um, outside of a not very much larger town called Crockett. Um, my granddad's had a ranch there for a long time. It's my favorite place in the entire world. Um, I think I was there. I mean, COVID was great once deer season started because I was at the ranch hunting every day. I won't get to do that for a long time and have that much time off. Um, but if I could go there right now, 100%. I would drive, it's like 12 hours I'd drive there right now. Now, we're rebuilding the uh, the Highwaymen, but we're only doing it with Texas musicians. Who's in that band? Uh, well, certainly Willie. Um, I'd have to put Rodney Crowell up there. Um mm. Golly, George Strait's obviously in there. Um, and, man, just as a as a wild card, because he's my boy and I love him, I put Randy Rogers in there with him. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm curious, where, where are some of your favorite Texas venues? Where are your favorite places to play? And, and maybe even just where's 
you know, one of your favorite places to catch a, a concert if you're uh, able to be a, a fan in the crowd as opposed to a performer on stage? My favorite place to play in Texas, uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, is Whitewater Amphitheater in New Braunfels. And if I was going to go watch a show, uh, they have like these, it's almost like stadium skyboxes there. They're not stadium level, but I mean, just a great place to sit and watch a show on the river. And I would, I saw Bingham or Ryan Bingham and Steve Earl there a couple summers ago. Uh, I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal music venue. Uh, but I would, if I had to take Holly Ray somewhere to a show, I would absolutely go to Whitewater. I'm just curious, how often do you go to shows as opposed to performing? I imagine your schedule is tough, but do you try and catch a few shows a year or is it really difficult for you to, to make a consistent habit out of that? Never. You know, I bought like $5,000 worth of front row tickets to the Rolling Stones a couple years ago for me and the band and crew. And uh, Mick Jagger ended up having a heart issue, heart complication and had to have surgery, I think is what it was. And uh, so they, they rescheduled the show and we were in like Salt Lake City when they rescheduled it and couldn't sell the tickets. Um, so just ate that, didn't get to go. And then we've seen, I've seen Mayor twice since I've been on the road. Um, but other than that, I don't know anybody that I've just gone and watched a show. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, John Mayer's, I'm assuming that's who you're referring to, right, John Mayer? Yes, the yeah, goat. dude unbelievable uh guitar player i mean just ridiculous he's the goat he's yeah. the goat so um now performance wise i'm not gonna, we're gonna shift gears from music because you've got a big performance coming up at one of the rangers games you'll be throwing out uh opening pitch so do you think that you're going to make it to the mound are you going to overthrow are you going to underthrow what what will the parker mccollum first pitch look like I mean, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking about with the band, and and I was like, I throw baseball really well, and we throw, we play catch all the time outside the bus. A uh, bunch of bunch of the guys in the band are huge baseball nuts, um, and so I, and I throw baseball really well. I mean, just just fine throw baseball. I've thrown a baseball my whole life, and I was talking to them, and I was like, I could see myself pulling a fifty cent, getting nervous, <laughs> throwing no. No telling, dude. I'm like, golly. I mean, it's like why I never sing the national anthem, right? Because no one ever remembers if you do it good. They only remember if you do it bad. First pitch <laughs> is kind of the same way. Like, I mean, what is it? Is it 65 feet? Something like that, right? From the yeah, mound to home. Like that, I think so. Yeah, I, I threw I threw an opening pitch out of, I don't know, a few years back. And I was just so worried that I was just going to roll it. And I ended up overthrowing it and, uh, and, and, you know, but again, I, I was just, I wore cowboy boots, so maybe I should have just put on some regular shoes instead of, uh, instead of that. But uh, it was a little weird to throw from a mound with a, a pair of uh, Tacovis boots on. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably, I may have to rock some tennis shoes that day. Yeah. That, that, you know, take it from me, just stick with the tennis shoes. Something that, uh, I mean, if you, if, if I throw a bad, I'm, I'm going to get roasted on the internet. So it's gotta yeah. be a good throw. Yeah, I was lucky. I mean, I, I don't have like nearly the profile that you do. And, and as Texas humor, it's kind of like being like Batman. Like people don't really know who I am, kind of like see my mouth, you know. So uh, I, I was I was benefiting from the fact that they would just completely forget about it. So, um, th th you know, before we go, tell us a little bit about just, you know, what the Rangers mean to you and, and your, uh, you know, experience with uh, baseball growing up. I mean, are, are, I'm assuming you're a big uh, Rangers fan and, um, you, you know, clearly you were saying you, you can throw the ball. Can you play? 
Man, I, I played growing up a little bit. And, you know, I actually grew up north of Houston. So, and I do like the Rangers. I like, just like I like the Cowboys. You know, I mean, I always pull for Texas teams, whether it's AM, UT, Cowboys, Rangers, whatever. But Houston Astros are actually my heart and soul. I hate to do that to you guys on this show, but, uh, but they really are. I mean, that's just, that's like, the Houston sports are the love of my life. and But I, I just love Texas teams, man. Anytime the Rangers are playing someone, I'm always pulling for the Rangers. Uh, or the same with the Cowboys or whoever. Um, Jared's, so, Jared's slowly dying inside right now. Yeah, I know, I know. But, and you know what, it's – I really – and I mean that. I don't just say that. Like, I really do. Like, if the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl, I'm pulling Cowboys all the way. I know that's never going to happen. But um, just in case it does, I'm prepared. No, I mean, I, I – uh, you know, I've been to a couple Rangers game. I hadn't been to the new stadium this year. Um, I went to a game year before last. I want to say it was like early. No, it couldn't have been last year. Um, so, yeah, I guess 2019 I went to a Rangers game. And uh, I'm a big Joey Gallo fan. I think he's the man. Um, and uh, and so I'm always paying attention. But uh, I don't know. I, if I could get – throwing the pitch out at the new stadium would be pretty be – pretty well, we're excited to have you at Globe Life Field, the preeminent baseball facility in the state of Texas. But, uh, uh, Parker, it's it's really been a blast. It's been so fun, uh, you know, just getting ready to chat with you, hearing people talk about how excited they are for where your career is headed and, and the way you represent the state of Texas. And I uh, figured we had to have you on the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. And we're looking forward to having you out at Globe Life Field. Thanks so much for being with us. My man, I can't wait. Thank y'all for having me on.